0: Since the very dawn of time, father-in-laws have set their daughters' potential suitors on dangerous and mighty quests to prove their worth. Climbing mountains, slaying monsters, and even watching sports. But here in 2020, we just go to the movies with each other. This is the Father-in-Law Cinema Club with Jimmy Eaton and Ken Tyres. Hello from lockdown in Victoria to all of our faithful listeners, whether you're in lockdown or whether you're in one of the many states pretending that the COVID virus never even happened. Welcome to the Father-in-Law Cinema Club. I am one of your hosts, Jimmy Eaton, uh, actor, comedian, director, writer. Basically, I have all the jobs that I can just say, you know, I don't have to have any training. I can just say that I do them. A comedian, you could just go, yeah, I'm a comedian straight up. So most of my professions I've just given to myself. However, I earned this final uh, title and that is being the son-in-law of my co-hosts. Ken Tyers, who by mathematics and biology is the father of my wife, Maddie Tyers. I'm going to stop talking now and let him talk. Welcome back to episode 37, Ken Tyers. <laughs> G'day,
1: Jimmy. It's been a few weeks, but it's, it's been very, very nice. I, we've uh, had a chance to sit back and relax for a while. And gee, you wear a lot of hats. I didn't realise you wear
0: so many hats.
1: Oh, I am about? is it?
0: I thought you, meant, like, you know, we thought degree, such... I'm looking at oh, you yeah. via Zoom thinking I don't have anything in my head, but yeah no, no I've got, no, like, no, I do no, have lots sure. of professions that I've just kind of just kind of oh, given no. it to myself, really. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just a bludger. I don't know whether that's a profession, but I, I don't do much, but uh, you're oh. certainly very very clever. Director, author, I think your, your
0: profession is uh, talking yourself down. You are not a bludger at all. You are a, a great uh, companion for the podcast, a top Thank father-in-law you. and um, an, an entertainer to, to the many nations that listen to our podcast. If anything, mm, well, you, um, mm. you, you, you teach people the, the special idiosyncrasies of the Australianisms uh, of, our, uh, of our language, uh, which oh, is perfect Jesus for the film too. we're doing today. oh oh, crikey jimmy that's fantastic (laughs) um yeah like a a dead dingo (laughs) no No, so you mentioned you mentioned that um you know it has been a few weeks we did start Hmm. this podcast as a fortnightly podcast but i think it has rapidly de-evolved into a whenever we fucking feel like a podcast
1: well it's too difficult because you're, you're very busy you you work full time and uh and I certainly don't. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you've got to <laughs> – well, I do. Well, so, basically, it's time. my fault.
0: It's my fault. No, no, no it's not. No, it's <laughs> not. It, it is.
1: It's getting more and more difficult. But, but look, there's certainly a lot of films out there we can talk about. And, um, yeah. And, of it,
0: course – I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to get back to uh, being able to go to the cinema because there's a lot of movies oh, that come yes. out. Mm. And, bloody – Bloody Hoyts and Village Cinemas and all those dickheads Mm. on Instagram Mm. and Facebook are like, oh, these bloody great movies are out. Come and watch them. And then there's always that little disclaimer at the bottom of like, Melbourne, sorry, you can't come. (laughs) We're like, we've been left out of the movie watching party at the moment. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, my
1: other daughter, Imogen, and her partner, Seb, are living in Vancouver. Mm. uh, Hey, guys. Hey, guys, if you're listening. Yeah hi, hi, yeah, hi, Em and Seb. I was talking to him today. But but she said to me that uh, the cinemas are opened up, but there's not a lot of movies on. There's there's the new uh, Christopher Nolan film, Tenet.
0: Yeah, I'd and, like to see that. I'd like to, um, and, you know, get, get confused.
1: Yeah, bit Bits and pieces, but I think people are still going to be a little bit... Um, Shy a bit, bit uh, of going to the films, don't you reckon? I, I, yeah, I absolutely. Think that, uh, I think you know now that yeah. we've all
0: been you know cooped up in dark rooms for the last seven months, the last thing <laughs> we want to do is go and be cooped up in a dark room somewhere. I want to run, well, run across the meadows and, and hug friends uh, well, while wearing a mask.
1: That's true. You wouldn't want to be sitting down, and all of a sudden somebody tries to move in next to you which you you see there could be fights you might be throwing your popcorn over them or something but uh, (laughs) they're gonna have to put seats Big gaps with suits, aren't they, Jimmy? Before well, you I think that's back. what
0: they're doing, you know, all, all around yeah. the country is, you You, you know, and, and that's good. I hate sitting next to people in the movies. I, I no, I do too. I'm i do welcome too. it. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, we should get on to what our film is, you know, speaking of, you know, colloquialisms, Australianisms, idiosyncrasies, yep. but before we do, Ken, uh, I believe we have some listener mail. Is that correct? Well, we
1: have one in particular that I've been sitting on for about, uh, what's the last time we did? About three weeks ago. And it's from, well, I won't call him a serial pest because I think we called him that last time, uh, Mr. B.
0: Jennings. He's elevated to uh, to whatever the next level of serial pest is. Well,
1: he did, he did. He loved our cinema...
0: Stalker? He
1: loved our cinema... Oh, (laughs) he very much so. He loved our Cinema Paradiso uh review he thought that was fantastic but he was very critical because he, he mentioned all those versions of stras or we call yes, it stress, Of course, because we were talking
0: about we were talking about deli meats uh, a few we, episodes previous. We did too, so we called it Devon,
1: we called it this, that and the other. And of course in Tasmania we said they call it Devon and he said, what a blooper that we've made. It's oh, wow. called we it can be called pork German. Well in tassie they call it belgium
0: <laughs> wow i think this is like one of the few meats that just has a different name wherever you go and i think you know mm. of all the mistakes that i've made in my career that's possibly the worst and i think i should just give up now i think we should both just end our career hang our heads in shame that we got yes. that we've missed we've see. misnamed uh a, a basically you know one step away from dog food uh in tasmania <laughs> yeah let's go to
1: Bruges and buy some Belgium (laughs) (laughs) anyway Uh, sorry Bill
0: sorry Belgium 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 yeah yeah Uh, a thousand apologies well Ken it is time for us to launch into a film that has arguably been called if it hasn't been called Australia's best film I think it's been called the most Australian film uh, by so many Ken what are we finally reviewing today The castle or the castle? Just depends on where you come from. You say castle. What do you call it? Castle, castle? I say castle because I'm a proper human. Who says castle?
2: The Kerrigans were an ordinary family blessed with extraordinary gifts. Sophisticated palates. What do you call these things
0: again? Resolves Chicken
2: cake. A priceless automobile collection. Could you move the Chimera? I need to get the Tirana out so I can get to the Commodore. I'll have to get the keys to the Cortina, I'm going to move that Chimera. An appreciation of high culture. Dad reckons there's only one show better than Hey Hey It's Saturday.
0: Mom! Um, slides on!
2: Hey Tracy, this is it. The luggage <laughs> in number two. Go! An innate sense of taste and style. This is going straight to the pool room. How do I look, Dad?
0: They had this one channel, kickboxing, 24 hours a day. A love of
2: unspoilt nature.
0: How's the serenity? Not a
2: sound. No. Finally, the most cherished gift of all, their house. Dad called it his castle. And this is my backyard.
0: Is that the runway there?
2: Oh, I reckon we're the luckiest family in the world. Until one ordinary day, a knock on the front door changed everything. Pulse really, This is a compulsory acquisition. They're going to take our place and we don't get a say in it. But That's why you'll be duly compensated. I don't want to be compensated! You can't buy what I've got! Now the Kerrigans must venture beyond their own backyard to face the biggest fight of their lives. If it's going to be lawyers, I'm going to hit them with the big artillery. I cleared that trade three f***ing times! What's this Dennis Denudo like, Daryl? Oh, he's a lawyer. It's justice. It's law, it's the vibe. This is about the law. Uh, no, that's it, it's the vibe. Do you have a precedent which supports this... vibe? Gotta know what he's doing. I'm shitting myself. Tell him to get stuff. Excuse the Frenchie block. Get your hand off it, Daryl. The creators of Frontline now bring the Aussie family onto the big movie screen where they belong. Who ordered medium rare? I mean, now that is a head of head. The Carrigans. Dale, dug a hole. Ordinary family. Good on you, Dale. Extraordinary story. Dad? Yeah, mate? He dug another hole. The Castle, a comedy that sticks the finger up the big guys. Suffering, you jocks
0: this film, I think I probably quote at least once a week uh, subconsciously. This is just a film that has ingrained itself so heavily into my life. Uh, came out two years before I finished high school in 1997. And it was just the runaway hit, I think. I mean, it's just, it's just a film that I think, people joke about uh, this, but but I think it's probably true. I mean, if you want to become an Australian citizen, I reckon you probably have to sit down and watch this film. <laughs> I think it's, well. it, really, it really encapsulates that kind of real working class, you know. It's, it's really oh, essentially it's a story about a family and their, ha- and their love of their castle or their castle, their house. Yes,
1: uh, it is. Yes.
0: And there's not much to it more than that uh in terms of the storyline uh, but but it, it is so much more it's not about the story it's about these incredible characters that you meet along the way and of course just the lines from it i think as well you know you've got um you know uh tell him he's dreaming that's one that i say all the time well let's go straight to the pool room, straight to I, the uh, pool room. I still use that line
2: Absolutely. if you get a daggy if-
1: a daggy present for Christmas you go oh this is going straight to the pool room. because what I love about that the other film that we did review earlier on Australian film was Muriel's wedding of course and to me that's very much a New South Wales Sydney
0: north of the border type I'd even film. say kind of Queensland
1: Queensland yeah Queensland well the castle the castle is very Victorian I just think it is so Victorian in its its whole feel about uh, what is it? Three High View Crescent, Coolaroo. I've got a good mate of mine, Phil Richards. Hi, Phil. He listens to the podcast. He was born and bred in Coolaroo, so uh, oh, really? I love it.
0: And yeah. it's, is, is that is... is that actually near the airport? You know, like it is.
1: It's it's sort of broad meadows, Dallas, near the airport. It certainly is near the airport. And uh, oh, it, and I, I love
0: and I love it because you know, rather than you know, you know, houses near the airport are always. You know, shat upon and, and people hate them because of the f- the planes flying over. But I love that the family uh, loves it, and he and he even says it's it's worth almost as much as when we bought it. Like he's so proud yeah. of this spot, even though it's in the, <laughs> the shittest area and there's planes flying over. It's his absolute castle, and of course it's written by you know a comedy supergroup that came out of Victoria. Um, they did who, too. who are obviously responsible for the Late Show, The Degeneration, uh, mm-hmm. Frontline. Uh, thank God you're here. And you know, it's it's th- those main players were the writers of it, of course. Um, you know, it's Santo uh, Calero, Tom Gleisner, Jane Kennedy, and of course Rob Sitch, who were all in really the Late the Show. Directed the film, yeah. Wrote, wrote yeah. and directed, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I absolutely loved the Late Show on the ABC. It was one of those shows that I wasn't allowed to watch. But I'd stay up and, and, and watch it and learn all these dirty words and you know watch um, Tony Martin and um, Mick Malloyd. Well, Mick Malloy. Mick, Mick
1: and from all of that, and that was a live show done on a Saturday night. Yeah, pretty amazing. And uh, you're talking about Rob Sitch. He, he has got a terrific show at the moment, uh, Utopia. The, oh,
0: absolutely! With, with your um, friend and many many my friend Jason, yes,
1: yeah, yeah. has been on you. You know a lot of the comics that are on that, and and of course, Frontline was Mike Moore, which is a classic. And that's actually on the Comedy Channel. They are showing
0: repeats oh, really? of yeah, and, and it still holds still up. I, I love really it. Really funny, really, really funny. It's absolutely uh, brilliant. And these guys made that film. You know, they set out to make a cheap, simple film. They they just wanted it to be about this family and their house and of course you know the house becomes uh you know threatened because suddenly airlink the big uh you know corporation that runs the airport is going to extend the runway and um you know they love this they love this place the the family you know just are, are in heaven their own little slice of heaven who you know maybe are a little bit ignorant to the to the you know the, the ways of the world and, and art and culture, but they just love each other and they're so and and the father played by the incredible uh, Michael Keaton Daryl Kerrigan is so proud of all of his kids, even though you know um, oh, aren't they terrific? Yeah. And, uh, look, uh, the funny thing is about um,
1: Michael Keaton with it's always been a bit funny. He reminds me of my eldest brother Ron. They, it does a bit, a bit, and he kind right. of
0: reminds me of my stepdad Terry. There's something about yes. Michael Caton and and the character of uh, Daryl Kerrigan that just—he's yeah, yeah. so familiar, and he's played perfectly by Michael Caton In that, if if it was done wrong, it could have gone in the way of like fat pizza and Howzo's and just being that real kind of bogan really that really yeah. shits yeah. on on you know these characters and and is quite mean. Whereas. The castles and and, a, and I think a lot of credit goes to Michael Caton's just warmth in the character you love these you love these characters and it's a really lovely depiction of them even though at times you know there can be a bit of racism or you know a bit of ignorance yeah. it's a really lovely story about lovely people and, yeah, and you've got to, you've got to think too it
1: was it was made twenty years ago so things have become a little bit un-PC. but i don't think this is really too derogatory or, or anything like that. But I, I, what I do love about it, Jimmy, is the characters are all on the same page, aren't they? All the, the characters that live at Three High, High View Crescent, uh, all on the same page. They don't run each other down. They, the, the simple things in life, even the way it's written, you, you'll laugh at them, but it's it's never snobbish, it's never you just love it. Their little their quirkiness. You love yeah.
0: it, the and of life it. you're absolutely right. Toy. It goes and you go yeah. through the whole family. I mean, obviously we've spoken about Daryl Kerrigan, the the breadwinner and of a <laughs> of a towing Very company, much so. and he's got yeah. his little house that he does his home renos in, and and they're absolutely shocking. And he's got his greyhounds and and whatnot, but he's so proud of it, and he just. Even though he's, you know, his wife played by Antenne, um, Sal yeah. Kerrigan, is the very kind of, you know, um, stereotypical you know, mum at home, he puts her on a pedestal, you know, every meal oh. that she makes, even though they're, you know, Rissoles, he's like, what do you call this, doll? Ah, oh, they're Rissoles. They're Rissoles, doll. Oh, but it's what you do with them. You know, you could open a shop. He just, he absolutely, like, loves her and he's proud of all of his kids, like Stephen Curry. And I think that was one of his first kind of major roles Um and Dale Carrigan. Does-
1: he narrates it, and that's the thing that makes it so fantastic.
0: It's really he, he deadpan.
1: Always, he's deadpan, and it's like he's rooting it off a sheet, but he he just pulls it off
0: perfectly, doesn't he? And, of course, there's Anthony Simcoe, who plays Steve, who's always got his head in the trading post, and he's like, Dad, there's a guy trying to sell some jousting sticks. Like, he's always buying these shit things, but... Uh- they love, they love going, you know, tell him he's dreaming and they buy that. And they, but they, you know, it always, cut, like, I think there was a scene where he's like, there's a guy selling ergonomic chairs for 100 bucks. Oh, tell him he's dreaming. And then he cuts the next scene and you see those ergonomic chairs and they've clearly bought them. They just buy all this. Sh- they just love, they just love the idea of a bargain. And, and he's so proud of him as well. When he's like, "Oh, well, oh G- tell, G- him, tell G- him what uh- you did. Tell him what you did. <laughs> I dug a hole. <laughs> it's just- Can
1: you remember the trading post? It was, I, I, vaguely, I had mates that used to buy the Trading Post. I think it came out, did come out every week, every fortnight, and they would have their head stuck in a Trading Post. I don't think I ever bought anything off the Trading Post, but uh, it's like eBay. Well, yeah, uh, or or, 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 um,
0: or Facebook buy swap sell. I think that's yeah, now it's the a modern bit version of that it. Too. But it's great. It's, I think uh, I think part of yeah. it is about kind of perving on people's shit. You know, like going, yeah. "Oh, this person's selling this shitty." Jacket. Oh, how do they how do they expect to get that price? Oh, but then someone oh, someone comes in. But then, of course, Sophie Lee, who was also in uh, Muriel's Wedding, as the uh, horrible uh, antagonist. Oh, um, uh, Yeah,
1: uh, the bitchy girl that was getting married. Yeah, she, she played the bitchy girl. Uh,
0: but of course, she's uh, Tracy Kerrigan in this, and Dad's very proud of her. She's got she's got a hairdresser's certificate, and she's just she's, been on. She's
1: been to like it's like she's Thailand. been to Melbourne Uni doing yeah. a doctorate you yeah know? yeah but it is so cute it's lovely and he's so proud of it and uh eric banner you know who was as, in his as first
0: as acting role on petro Petra uh petropolypus and yeah <laughs> first film first ever film and yeah. then he went on to do you know amazing stuff black Hawk down um oh god Munich, you know Munich, MVP, star, made star trek respect.
1: The Incredible uh, Hulk. They weren't all great. And um, Chopper, you know the legendary Chopper, which is of one of his great roles. Of course, and, and then uh, there's
0: and then there's Wayne Hope, who's an incredible comedian. Uh, and and Matt, Maddie, uh, your daughter, my wife, was in one of his uh, TV shows. And of course, he's he's the son that they all love, but has gone to prison. And, and, you know, clearly, I think he robbed a service station or something. But um, He got
1: about nine years. But the thing is, though, that they're still incredibly proud of him. They're yeah. just waiting for him to come out. It's not like he's the black sheep. It's just this guy that just, you know, knocked around with some wrong people, the, the, the bad types, and, of course, the poor bugger goes to prison. And uh, Dale, who is played by Stephen Curry, visits him every week and it's so hilarious that he goes into prison and, and it's a bit yeah. like people that have been in ISO when you say what have you been doing
0: well <laughs> not much and it's yeah. a bit like that in ISO You've I can, to I can relate to that now and when, when my parents are in um, WA who've yeah. just been bloody you know down the coast for a holiday they're like oh we had this wonderful holiday what have you been up to oh not much yeah thanks <laughs> thanks for that yeah. staring at the walls oh look i'm i'm happy that um you know people are able to go and do that and hopefully we'll be able to soon yeah. but of course this film is is great it's a bit of a it's a bit of a david and goliath story really isn't it Ken? well that's the
1: thing i suppose we haven't really talked about the plot of the film but look i think everybody's Watch the DVD. I think it was on even last week. On I June think
0: one I shows. think to be fair, yeah. Ken, it's on every week. I think uh, yes. it's one of those it's one of those movies that's always on, and I always you know I might not watch it from the start, but always like joyously watch it when it when I do catch a bit of it. And an incredible yeah. feat as a filmmaker going. They set out to make this film, and it cost them around seven hundred and fifty grand, which is very cheap. Uh, to make a film. And they made like $10 million off it. Like, But did you yeah, Did you know the other thing too, Jimmy? They had it scheduled
1: for uh, a 20-day shoot. Did you know that? Wow. For a 20-day shoot. Uh, but then they worked out, their budget was running really, really low. And to feed uh, the cast and crew, uh, they cut it down to 11 days. They shot the whole thing in 11 wow. days. Wow. Um, and to make... Ten mil, and in America, it's it's got a bit of a cult following in America. You couldn't believe a film like this would actually. Well, apparently, gel. it
0: didn't do very well to begin with in America. They they tried to redub it or something, didn't they? They did. They they tried to use different words. They they dubbed out words. For
1: example, when they're talking about uh, Michael Keaton's talking about sales food, and he mentions the rissoles, they they dubbed in meatloaf. They did things like that, uh, so so they wouldn't be confused. But the famous Roger Ebert, from film critic, just loved it. He put it up there with the Full Monty, which was a big, big, big hit. Mm. Just simple working class people with great values that is getting shot down by the system. And of course, this what's what happens. We mentioned earlier about the the Kerrigans losing their home, and they're going to go to court and they're going to lose it. And of course. They get a very second rate lawyer who is known for conveyancing the famous Turiel Mora, who plays Dennis DeNuto. Yeah. <laughs> With an incredible hilarious.
0: scene about, like, he's got a few, like, scenes where he steals the, steals the film. I think when he's trying to fix oh, the photocopier, I, yeah, every, yeah. every time a printer's not working or a photocopier's not working for me or some kind of machine isn't working, I think of him and just be like, yeah. I've already <laughs> filled tray three. I just, oh, fuck. <laughs> And then, of course, when he's trying to argue in the high court, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, we but are. When he's talking Very about, it's the vibe, you know. It's it's yeah. Marbo, it's Wick, it's Land Rights. <laughs> it's just the vibe.
2: But, um,
0: Absolutely. But going, going back to um, the dubbing, I also was doing a bit of research, and apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently, whenever they play it before eight thirty on TV. They edit out all the swear words with plane sound effects. With like, because they live over an airport, whenever yeah. they swear, they just put a, a, an airplane sound over the swearing.
1: <laughs> but, but the swearing was never out of there. It was just done. Um, it's how people speak. If yeah. something happens, like we we speak, we don't foul mouth or potty mouth our whole. But occasionally, you do the ah oh, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, oh there's this. a great line and, and when...
0: Good. What was the line when Michael Caton, uh, who, who I should also say was uh, voted best uh, Aussie movie character ever? It I just said oh, that on the internet. Yeah, um, well, I'd... I would I, I, I hear to that. I think it's fantastic. He's pretty, yeah. he's pretty great. Uh, yeah. But, like, I love... Yeah. Oh, yeah, his curse is suffering, you <laughs> jocks, you dickhead. <laughs> it's <laughs> just... It's just, like, so... so such a, like, a, a lovely way of of swearing I think and um (laughs) it is yeah but but like yeah obviously they they their house is you know uh, clearly up for the the scrap heap to make way for this uh runway and you know when the crown wants their their land there's no fighting it like in real life sadly they would have lost their house they Uh, would uh, have been compensated for it but um but still you know I think that's what this movie is about it's it's like you know that's what he argues is it's not it's not the bricks and mortar. It's the memories, you know, that, that he's fighting for. But luckily, uh, and almost implausibly, he, he comes across um, a land rights lawyer, uh, a barrister uh, played by Charles Bud Tingwell, which is, which is very lucky for them.
1: Well, he, he's just sitting outside, standing outside, and he said he's going to win this court case. And he mentions what's going to happen. And this older chap's just out in front of court. And he's, he's coming to see his son, who is uh, a barrister also, and he, he's handling his first case. And then he explains played, played to by industry. Tony Martin, played by Tony, uh, an unspeaking Tony Martin. <laughs> but uh, a, a they, rare parents, yeah. <laughs> but they're just ta- he's just talking about this case, and of course he he says, "Oh, we're going to win it. We're going to win it." And of course, Bud Tingle playing Lawrence Hamill, uh, who he was a famous a famous barrister in his own right. But he, he scratches his head. He said, I don't know whether this is going to work. He said, look, it'd be an honour if I could represent you because this is right up my alley. And history goes, he just wipes the floor with the the big developers' lawyers and... Uh, Poor old Dennis just then becomes second
0: banana. And <laughs> does he, he hold up a hold up a note that says like glass of water? Would you like a glass of? Water? Yeah. Of course, that's what solicitors do. They they're supposed to pass
1: over really <laughs> <laughs> court you know case changing notes. And would you like a glass of water? It's just uh, look, it's brilliant. It's a small guy. I guess the film really rushes not rushes through, but that's almost a sideline to, you know what's going to happen. You know yeah. they're going to win the case. They're going to win Big Brother. Um, we should add too, Jimmy, that uh, one of the things that it, life's simple and, and he's he's got a, uh, a tow truck business, of course, mm. Kerrigan's Tow Hire. Which is a real tow truck business. So they didn't have to They um, didn't have the budget, make the trucks. So. <laughs> They they actually worked all the names around Kerrigan Truck High so they could borrow one of these trucks. Yeah,
0: they really and kind of did a, did a lot of things on the, you know, on the quick, which is great. Like, apparently they had like a three-hour brainstorming session and that's where they came up with the idea. They They kind of drew on their own families for the inspiration and from shooting it to having the first cut, the first rough cut, they, that, that only took them five weeks. So they shot it in 11 days. Isn't that amazing? And then and one took of the other like things, three weeks to edit yeah.
1: it. And one of the other things too, Dennis Denuto uh, has a BMW. Um, and I think it must be when he, they, they win the case. He becomes famous as seen on TV and he, he's getting out of a BMW. Well, that BMW belonged to Eddie Maguire. Rob really? Stitch knew Eddie. Eddie. Eddie was sort of starting to do a kickoff in, kick in television. He was a sports reporter on Channel 10. And he said, would you mind if we borrow your BM for a scene?
0: Oh, so it's <laughs> so, not all bad. It's not all bad.
1: <laughs> but, oh. but it's amazing. It's the little guy that just, just wins the day. And I think we were talking about all those one-liners that uh, we
0: could yeah, just. Yeah, absolutely. Just and another, another. I'm not sure now. if it's a, a one-liner, but it's definitely an earworm because most of the stuff was, you know, clearly shot around Melbourne, but yeah. it, except, of course, when they go on their holiday and it's a very fancy holiday, they go to Bonnie Doon, and um, Bonnie them, they've yeah, got the yeah. song going. To Bonnie Doon, and um, is is Bonnie Bonnie Doon's a real place, right? In in oh, it's areas? a real place. It's up. It's it's
1: it actually half the time through summer, poor old Bonnie Doon has really suffered in the droughts,
0: and it it's 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 a lake, and uh, and it's got a go giant kind it. of um telegraph pop, like um wires over the top, and well, uh,
1: there's there's power lines. I think that goes as part of buying a cheap holiday house with a power line (laughs) running over. It's a bit like next to the airport. He must have got that for
0: a song. Yeah, absolutely. But But he still loves it, you know, and he sits out there going, how's the serenity? You know, it's that. Which is
1: one of the great lines that we use. We've been camping around a campfire and you say the same thing. You hear the mozzies blowing up. Well, this time, mozzies flying over. He's got a mozzie killer. And it's, how's the serenity near this? (laughs) <laughs> zzz, zzz, with the mozzies getting fried. it uh, It's just beautiful. It's one of those things, simple life pleasure. They go out fishing and, of course, the the biggest scourge to, to, to fishing is is carp. But, of course, we had a good day. We've got five carp. <laughs> <laughs> Usually carp becomes cat food, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's not but not I, really I love
0: it. it. But that, that's so, that's something nice about the family, I think, is that they just cherish the little things. You know whether the dad's getting shit presents that you know clearly you know, <laughs> are, are, cost them you know three dollars. He still cherishes them and loves them and puts them in the pool room and and um, you know Dale is is more fascinated by you know his sister's tale of when she's in Thailand. He's more fascinated by w- what movies they watched on the plane <laughs> than what happened in Thailand. And I think that's just a a wonderful way of kind of going. Don't forget about the the little the little pleasures in life. And it's just well, so charming.
1: One of the beautiful things Dale says too, when, when they've come back, for the, they're all sitting in the lounge room and, and he's describing Barley, but Dale is so taken by the movies and he's so taken by, he said, what did you eat? What did you eat? He said, we had fish and beef Wellington. And he said, <laughs> It was one of the right and it was an absolute credit to the airline. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ever liked airline food? Seriously, it, I love
0: uh, it. I love it so much. In fact, it makes me want to watch it again, and and it's it's such a pleasure to watch. I think it's so funny. It's so heartfelt, and um, yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, it definitely should be on the list of things you must watch to become an Australian citizen.
1: Oh, I think so too, Jimmy. And one of the things you should learn is some of the great, great lines. that We've we've recited, what, about three or four that we, we use straight to the pool room. Yeah. Feel, you know, Fearless Serenity. It's just, it's- Tell, it's, him, tell it's, him he's dreaming. Tell him he's dreaming, yeah. It's wonderful.
0: So, Ken, I think it's time for us to uh, give this a rating, and I think uh, they should be rated out of uh, Rissoles. So out of five <laughs> Rissoles, what are you gonna give The Castle?
1: I'd give it four solid rissols, Jimmy. I thought it was brilliant.
0: Four hard rissols—that sounds delicious. Look, I'm going to give it the same. I'm going to give it four out of five. Hey, Jimmy, after the count of
1: three, can we sing the famous "Going to Bonnie Doon"?
0: Absolutely. Okay. Uh, one, two, A one, two, three, three. Going to Bonnie Doon. Going to Bonnie Dune. Dune. This has been the Father-in-Law Cinema Club with Jimmy Eaton and Ken Tyres, produced by Jason Geary and edited by Jimmy Eaton. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and you can email us at fatherinlawcinemaclub@gmail.com. at gmail.com. See you next time.